Finding winners on Sky Sports Radio. Yes, it is time to find some more winners. We're looking at harness racing and greyhound racing action, which is coming your way over the weekend here on Sky Sports Radio in New South Wales. Uh, just before we get to Mick Guerin, and I welcome back Luke Marlowe, Ray Thomas has just informed uh, Sky Sports Radio that the four jockeys in Victoria... Uh, firstly, by Victorian police, have been fined $5,452 each. The inquiry, however, in continues. So we'll have more news to come out of Victoria this morning after those COVID breaches with the Airbnb and those uh, four jockeys in Melbourne. Secondly, continue to send in your text messages uh, and also give us a call if you've, or, or you can send us a tweet because I want to know your most memorable day at the track. Uh, last Friday we had your most memorable punting story. Today it's all about your most memorable day at the track and non-punting related. So it might be a particular horse you saw. It might be the first time you ever went to the track with your grandfather or grandmother or family and you've been hooked ever since. I want to bring those positive vibes in, Luke, um, because as I said, a lot of doom and gloom in the world. We're all locked up. It's good for our mental health and it's good to think of the good times, mate. It sure is, Dave. And, I mean, I was born into racing, so there's not one particular... Uh, moment that got me in. I loved it from uh, from birth, but uh, punting wise, I know we're going to have a bit of a, a focus up on the Kosciuszko and backing it's me all in, um, and her then going on to start favourite and win the Kosciuszko would be probably my uh, most favourite memory in racing. Uh, cheering her home with you, where, where we were in the back of a car, uh, yep. watching it on the phone, and uh, it was a. I, I think the old mate nearly ran off the road because we were making that much racket. It was. Uh, yep. It was a good moment. <laughs> that was a good moment. <laughs> this uh, this next guest who joins us on Finding Winners to talk some harness racing, Mick Gearan, he would have no doubt plenty of memorable moments. Uh, Mick, good morning to you. I got a wonderful text here from uh, Roz, who's listening. She said, uh, my most memorable moment at the racetrack, non-racing related, was when I met my wonderful husband at Royal Ramwick many moons ago. And we've got to get back to a track soon, mate. Uh, how are you? Mate, I'm good, fellas. Um, good morning to both of you. And well done to Ross, finding a fellow at the races. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not hard to find a fellow. It's hard to find a keeper. <laughs> 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 I've, had some, um, I've had some beauties. I've, I've been lucky enough to go to Royal Ascot and the Kentucky Derby. I was at the Arc de Triomphe when an able one her second one. So I've been to some pretty cool ones. But I once went to a race meeting at Ho Hot in Inner Mongolia and everybody in the world who met it was there. Like John Warren, the Queen's racing manager, was there. The Arabs were there. The Hong Kong Jockey Club were there because everybody thought racing was going to kick off in China and everybody wanted a foot in the door. So they had this meeting and everybody turned up. Like I'm talking the filthy richest people you can imagine – but there was no grandstand. There were just these Mongolian yurts, and there was no betting. And the catering was literally like day-old food because they didn't know what they were doing. And the race many consisted of 17 races, but half of them were for the Mongolian local bred horses, but a lot of these hairy ponies. So you've got all these super rich people from world racing. Like, serious, Joe Marrera was riding there. It was a really serious day out because everybody went for the coin, but it was a total and utter shambles. It was just... Um, and all the horses who went there were never allowed to leave China again. So once they got there, they could never go home. So a horse who ran seventh of the Irish Oaks won the main race by 4.2 seconds. Not length, seconds. Jeez. And could never go back. It was the strangest, most bizarre race I've been to. I've been to probably every major race on earth. But... That was one day I will absolutely never forget, boys. But I'll tell you the rest of that story some other time when no one's listening. 
<laughs> I like good. it. I like it. Now, we've got uh, harness racing uh, tomorrow, uh, Mick, and it is, of course, at Menangle. All the fixed odds are open. What's your best on the card? Look, I tell you what, we've got a young guy who's going to join us very quickly on the phone. We're not going to bother him for long, but he's got a dominant hand. So I want to get it straight from him because he's got three or four favourites tomorrow. And I know the punters love getting the juice out of the people who matter. So I think Jack Trainer might be joining us, fellas. Have we got him on the phone? Yeah, we'll try and get Jack, Jack up. Good, good, good morning, for Jack. I mean, you're talking to, to Mick. Obviously, Dave and, and Luke and the boys want a winner. So, Jack, you get a dominant card for us tomorrow. What's your best two chances at Menangle for the punters who, Jack, are bored at home? Hey, guys, I'm obviously with a good crew here. So, um, yeah, good to hear from you all. But um, I've got a pretty good team in tomorrow. Mick, like you said, um, nothing too special in the way of prices. But um, I think Spirit of Anzac, number four, race five, number four, should be too hard to beat in that. And I also like my mare, uh, race seven, number nine, Platinum Revolution. But uh, the tab, unfortunately, have thought the same way as us and haven't given us much to work with. Now, Jack, when you have a horse like Spirit of Anzac who's come across from New Zealand and he had plenty of out over the year, how do you identify talent like him to bring to Menangle? Or do people just ring you and say, hey, Jackie boy, do you want this horse? Yeah, so a horse like him, Mick, I'm, I'm quite lucky at the moment. Um, I've got a, a guy called Brendan Nicholas who runs BPM Bloodstock, who's um, a big part of my stable at the moment. I probably have seven or eight horses for him at any one time. And uh, he's doing a lot of agent work and syndicating here in New South Wales at the moment and doing a really good job finding me horses. So it makes my job a lot easier. He just rings me and says, I've bought this one, or what do you think of this one? We get our heads together and, and he goes from there. But, yeah, I'm Brendan Mickeliff at BPM Bloodstocks, um, my man behind me at the moment. Jack, you made your name as a, a driver in New South Wales. You're not driving at the moment. Are you suspended or are you, you taking a step away from the sulky to, to put other people on so you can concentrate on the track? No, no. It's, a, it's been a forced um, break at the moment, Mick. I um, am suspended. I've got a, a month suspension, so I'm two weeks into that. Um, so, yeah, not ideal for uh, me, but obviously I'm very lucky. I always have access to um, the best drivers going in New South Wales, which is always gives me good confidence when I'm on the sideline, being able to send them out knowing they're in the best hands. And heading forward for the Gallup punters listening to this who are a bit bored because they're in lockdown and they, they think, oh, I might have to go in that harness racing at some stage. Have you got a horse for us to follow, whether it's tomorrow night or anything coming up where you think it might be worth a little look at some stage and people can put it into their race tracker? Uh, yeah, I do, Mick. I've got a three-year-old. Um, I'm starting the first time back this preparation on Tuesday. Uh, he's in one of the later races, drawn one called Rocket Boy. Um, he's a New Zealand horse. I've only given him two starts. Last prep, he won both of them. He's um, getting aimed at the Breeders' Challenge series, which is coming up over the next month or two months. And, yeah, I think he's got a really bright future over here. He's obviously um, going to be up against his biggest test to date and the Breeders' Challenge with some good horses like Tasty Delight and so. But, um, yeah, I think he's a really nice horse and probably put him up there for one of the best horses in my barn at the moment. Well, Jack, the boys are asking everybody for their best day at the races story. It may not be a winner. It may not be the punt. It might just be a day you enjoyed. What would be your or one of your most memorable days or nights at the racetrack? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Nick, I've had a lot of good days at um, the races. Probably one of my most memorable would have been when I got to go to Ramwick to watch uh, Winks race 
couple might have even been Rose Hill now. The rest of the night it got a bit blurry, but um, it was good being <laughs> on the other side of the fence. And, yeah, just being able to hear the crowd roar and um, well, the silence the first part of the race and then, then just the crowd roared to scream Winks home. That was definitely a, a really cool moment. And, um, yeah, obviously, like I said, being on the other side of the fence with a beer in hand was always enjoyable too. Mate, uh, congratulations on how your career is going. It's going super, Jack. We always appreciate your time. I know they're both short tomorrow that people might be able to have a multi-play via race five, number four, and race seven, number nine, Jack. Uh, thanks for joining us, brother. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's there, Jacko. Yes, the boys, there's Menangle tomorrow night. First race there goes at 5.53. For those who, who can't wait that long, it's actually a really busy day today, Dave, in harness racing in New South Wales. It's wickedly busy. Um, we've got Walker racing today at the Riverina, and then we also have Newcastle racing and Bathurst. And Bathurst is my absolute favourite punting track in Australia. I just love the joint. So three today, okay. and then we kick into the big dance at Menangle tomorrow, Dave. So... We've got a whole lot of harness racing going ahead. Um, all the odds available right now. So markets are open for all four of those meetings on tab.com.au. Champion, mate. Good to talk to you, Mick. Uh, and we'll talk next week. Look forward to it, fellas. Mick, you're in there uh, on Finding Winners. Let's get to Matt Jackson now, uh, Lukey, because we've got Greyhound Racing tomorrow and we've got a big night uh, ahead. Uh, g'day, Matt. Yeah, good morning to you, Dave and Luke. How are you guys going? We're going okay, mate. How's the week been for you? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty quiet, actually. I worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Door. now I'm just on my way to the golf course as we speak. Don't oh, say that out loud, mate, uh, because we've got people listening. You might have an extra few meetings now next week if you say you've gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> mate, no, what, what, have you, what have you found for us tomorrow, mate, at our uh, Metro meeting? Yeah, so... The, I've, I've come up with a couple. I thought it was a pretty tough program, actually. The the good things of the night, I think they'll just come up a bit too short. So I thought it was tough to, to narrow down a couple. The the one I'm really keen on, but I'm not too sure of what odds it will start, is race two, number six, Zipping Lennox. Uh, it's the only runner there tomorrow night at Bulleye for Jason McKay. It comes out of this this very powerful Zipping Garth, Zipping, lit, uh, zipping Lily litter that's sort of taking all before them. Uh, up there in the Hunter. Comes down to Bulleye for the first time. Uh, was excellent winning on to at Maitland. Beaten there last time, but uh, did have excuses. I think if it can come up around even money, I think the, the dogs on their web, on their website marked it around the 240. I think if it comes up around even money, it's a really good play. Race two, number six, Tipping Lennox. And the other one, I'm, I'm half keen on, but I just think it, it'll start a nice price. Is race four, number three, good odds cash. Uh, takes on Wow. Wow was very impressive winning at Bulleye on Wednesday night. Uh, just got the, the box draw advantage, possesses really good speed. Uh, I think he's a very nice dog. And I just think at the better price, he might be the way to play that race for number three, good odds cash. So my two bets, race two, number six, zip, and race four, number three, good odds cash. Beautiful, mate. What about a quaddy? Yeah, I thought the quaddy, there's a couple of very skinny legs, but the other two seem seem quite wide so I'm, I'm going very skinny I'm going to play two anchor legs one of those is the first Aston Barak has uh, been very impressive in his career thus far uh, he's won nine of his 16 starts he was excellent winning on Wednesday night and I think he looks hard to beat I actually think it's a drop in grade from what he contested two nights ago uh, to what he goes up against tomorrow night and I think he's the one to beat for sure race five number seven Aston Barak I'm going to take him one out a uh, race six, it's a, it's a very wide open race. I think outside of Meat Pie Hero, he 
you can make a case for all the other runners. Uh, I am with Super Estrada. I just think she's a she's a star at this this 590, 600 metre range. She draws well. I think she's going to get the perfect trail in the race. And if she doesn't find any trouble, which she has done a couple of times when she's been beaten recently, I think she'll be uh, too good for them. Number two, Super Estrada. Sound of Silence is going really well. Uh, him and Super Estrella, they've met six times in the last month. Super Estrella's got a 4-2 record. Uh, Stanley Road, uh, the 590 might be a shade short for him, but if he's within striking range, he'll be charging at the end. Chrissy Banner uh, beat both Sound of Silence and Super Estrella at Richmond uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Explosive Venom's in flying form as well. So I think outside of Meat Pie Hero, if we take the rest of them in the quaddy, uh, just to be safe, 27184 in the second league. Beautiful. Third, um, third leg? The, yeah, the third leg. I'm, I'm very keen, Ebby Jet Power. I just think the race uh, is really going to play uh, into into his hands. He's drawn that inside box. This is a dropping grade. I think he can jump run. And uh, and for me, I think he'll just win the race. Number one, Ebby Jet Power. I'm pretty happy to take him one out in leg three. And then the final leg, the Masters. We see the return of good odds Serrata, the million-dollar chase winner. I'm not sure he, he, he'll get it all his own way. Top of Phoenix was really good at Dapto last night, showing good speed. Uh, just no match at all for Ice Cream Story over the 600. Comes back in trip. I think that'll help. And I think she can run a race. Top of Phoenix to beat good odds, Serrata. Shandro Prince is going really well without winning. Uh, and Latrell to excel next best. Two, seven, five, and four in the last league. So I think for a $20 spend, that gives us the full 100%. Lovely, mate. Um, what's your best, not punting moment, but your best moment from the track? Best moment from the track. I've probably got two. One does involve okay. the punt, the punt, I suppose. Um, I was on a family holiday. Mum's one of eight kids. So, obviously, my family and then two of mum's brothers and their families, we all went away for, for a trip to, to Aubrey. I think I was only... 12, I think, at the time, and we went out to the Aubrey Dogs. It was this little non-tab meeting, 10 races. I think the biggest field was six. And um, my uncle goes, right, oh, boys, pick a dog in each race. We'll put $10 on it. Um, whatever you just win, um, you, could, you can split the winnings at the end of the day. And there was three, three of us boys. I was 12. My cousin was 11. My other cousin, I think he was nine. So we're like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll take trifectas, take trifectas. Anyway, so we picked a dog each at every race. We got every single trifecta for the day, oh. but we lost. But we lost money. We were, we were the only <laughs> people there that were putting on trifectas. <laughs> so we actually How lost good. money. How so good, that, mate. That's that, that's my little punning story. But without question, my favourite memory of the racetrack was when Whack Caviar won the William Reed. I think it was her last run in Victoria, start twenty four, and I was fortunate enough to be up working alongside Greg Miles uh, that night. And I just remember the anticipation started from, I, I think I arrived on track at about four o'clock and then the crowd started coming in from 5 p.m. onwards. And just the, you could just feel the the the, the crowd and the anticipation yeah. just build from, from early in the night. I think the, the race prior was at 9 p.m. and then they had an hour build-up, uh, turned all the lights off, obviously, Daryl Braithwaite, as he always does, came in, sang horses. And then all the horses came onto the track for the William Reed. And then and then Black Caviar came out, out by herself. Wow. Like a prize fighter entering the ring for 
a world championship bout. It was it was incredible, and then just like you can just feel the the emotion throughout the race and then post race. Just the excitement of the crowd was incredible. I'm, I don't think I'll ever experience anything like that again. Mate, I was Something there, as I, as I said, the day in which Black Caviar won uh, in, at Doomben, the 10,000. I've never been to a racetrack uh, like it. And for those that have been to Doomben, it's it's not it's not big. It's not a big racetrack. It's not like an Eagle Farm. But, but the way the crowd was that day... Um, and I remember I was with a, a few old blokes as well, and they said that, you know, this is the closest you'll get to what it was like back in the day when, you, you know, the, the whole of cities would just stop and, and go to the races. Like we see those old photos of Royal Ramwick. Uh, Matt, you have a good weekend, uh, yeah, and good luck be- tomorrow night.